It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, I Want You to Waste Your Time. Our scripture reference today is taken from John chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. And as always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. To worship the Lord is, in the world's eyes, a waste of time. It is, indeed, a royal waste of time, but a waste nonetheless. By engaging in it, we don't accomplish anything useful in our society's terms. Those are the opening lines to the book titled, A Royal Waste of Time. Part of the book's emphasis is that our worship of God should center solely on God, not our ideas, not our styles or patterns of worship. If we could seek to royally waste time together in worship, we might find a renewed spirit of praise within us all. For the world to see our worship as a waste of time is nothing new. We read about it first in John's telling of the gospel story when Jesus visits Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. In and of itself, this is a powerful scene. Lazarus has been resurrected. He is at home now, seated with Jesus in fellowship. He has retaken his place in life with his family and faith. And from the little we know about the three siblings, everything is back in order. Martha is serving, Lazarus is learning, and Mary has taken a place of worship. The power of the story, though, is now conveyed through Mary. This is when we're told she used perfume to anoint Jesus' feet. She then wiped them with her hair. We only know how two of the people there felt. Jesus took her action as a demonstration of worship and preparation. Judas, on the other hand, considered it a complete waste. The perfume could have been used to do good for the poor. I wonder what we would think of his response if we didn't have the parenthetical information. As John writes about what happened, he adds his own commentary that Judas didn't really care about the poor. In fact, he would actually steal from the group's common purse. I won't say more about this now, but consider what John is implying. John says Judas doesn't really care about the poor because he steals. Doesn't that seem to suggest the money Jesus and his disciples carried was dedicated for the poor? Sure, they probably used it for their own eating and basic necessities. But how much more of it was to be used to give to the poor? I just wonder how well church budgets today model that cause. Again, Jesus approves of Mary's action. Judas does not. What about everyone else? We don't know. How would you have responded? Would you have thought Mary was just being Mary? If you didn't know Judas was stealing from the money bag, would you want an answer to his question? How much money do we spend today on our worship? Think about the cost of bulletins, pews, fog machines, projectors, investments, to name a few modern worship staples. 
Is it worth the money we spend on those things? I struggle a bit with this because I think we do spend too much money on these kinds of things, which could hinder the possibilities to help the poor who are, as Jesus said, always with us. Then again, it's our worship. Maybe it's not wasteful if it's done to truly honor God. Right now, churches are having to figure out what worship looks like through the Internet. In that process, they're making decisions about what to include and, consequently, what not to include in their current format. I think that'll prove to be beneficial in later conversations and worship planning. For example, has anyone complained about missing announcement time? What I think we can learn from Mary's expression of worship that day is this. God must be at the center, no matter who else is around or what else is happening. Mary's family was there with her. The disciples were as well, including Judas. They were all there for supper, but none of that mattered to Mary. All that seemed to be on her mind was being wasteful, honoring Jesus. Why? Because he was Jesus. May that be our heart's desire every time we gather to worship too. Stay blessed.